Welcome to Rise Through Style, a podcast for women stepping into their next level selves by styling their lives, businesses, bodies, and closets. I'm Christy Russell, image consultant, CEO, and media style expert. I help women embrace their bodies, take ownership of their desires, and create an authentic style that represents who they are. I'm here to provide you with guidance and inspiration to help you rise to your highest and best self through style. Let's jump in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I am so excited because we are going to be talking about five ways to feel like a more empowered woman. And these are things that I it, I feel like have made a really big difference in my own life. And that's really why I wanted to share these five tips, because, you know, you hear about being more empowered and being a strong woman and all these things. And it's like, okay, well, like, how do we actually even make that happen? <laughs> so obviously there's not going to be any one linear way to do this, but these are just five things that I have personally found helpful over the years in making myself feel empowered in all of the things that I've done or accomplished or have worked on. And it's just made me feel really good in the process. And so these five things are just yeah, little things that I thought would be wonderful to share with you in case it was helpful for you also. And I apologize in advance if you guys hear any licking or something in the background or movement. Charlie is sitting on my lap as I'm recording this, my five pound Maltese, <laughs> who I just love to death. And he's been a little overly, not overly snuggly. I mean, can you ever have a dog that's too snuggly? But he just is in all the snuggles this morning. So <laughs> anyway, you might hear him uh, kind of in the background here, if you will. So Let's dive in to the five ways that I feel will help you feel like more of an empowered woman. Now, the first one is all about self-care. Now, this was actually something that I feel like most women, including myself, like we know to do, right? You hear about self-care all the time. You hear about how you must fill your cup before you can fill the cup of others. And it was something that you know, I loved watching other people do and always seemed to somehow fall short when I, you know, was trying to apply this to myself. And actually one person in particular that I always found so inspiring with this is Carol Allwill. I'm sure you guys have heard of her. She runs a fantastic podcast, The Champagne Diet, or sorry, my apologies. Her podcast is called Style Your Mind. Sorry, she has her blog, The Champagne Diet, and all of her fabulous books. But I've been following Kara for years. And what I love most about her well, there's a lot of things, but one of the things that I really enjoy about her is the fact that she's so great with self-care. And I used to really love, I still love seeing all of her things that she puts on her Instagram stories. If she's taking a gorgeous bubble bath or one hack that I got from her that I found really special was she used to take just sparkling water. I don't know if she still does this, but uh, she used to take sparkling water and she would pour it into a really beautiful wine glass or a champagne fluid of some kind. And that's actually something that I've started doing for myself over the past couple of years. And I love it. Like even if I'm sitting at my desk, I'm working away on something and I'll have my little bubbly water beside me in this beautiful glass. It just adds a little something special and a way to provide a little self-care to yourself during the day. And what really transformed it even further for me was I actually treated all my self-care like I was dating myself. And this is something I suggest to all of you as well, because it's such a powerful shift 
in making sure that you carve time out for yourself and do something special for yourself at the same time. So every time I thought of self-care before in terms of like the bubble bath or go for a massage or have my nails done or wear like an acute outfit or something like that, I found myself really sloughing it off or I'd cut the time short or I'd try and race through it because I had other things to do on my list. And I, I almost feel guilt, like guilty for doing it. Right. But what really shifted to me was actually dating myself and taking myself out or doing something with myself that felt kind of like a date. So one of my favorite things was anytime I went away for a business mastermind, which I know obviously we're not really traveling right now, but I would make a point of going out to a restaurant and I would order myself a glass of Prosecco and I would order some kind of like delicious app or a meal or something like that, or even a dessert if I was craving and had a little bit of a sweet tooth, which let's be real. That's, that's all the time. <laughs> I always want something sweet, but anyway, I would do that at a restaurant. I'd have the special glass of Prosecco. I'd have some, something yummy to munch on and I would bring my journal and I would just take in the views. I would listen to the music that the restaurant was playing. Um, and I would just take in the ambiance of my surroundings. So I tried to go somewhere ideally that felt a little special. Like maybe it was just an elevated coffee shop. Maybe it was a restaurant that was a little bit nicer, but I would try and just get out and actually date myself and not be weird about being alone. Because I know that this is something that a lot of women struggle with. I also struggled with going out on a date solo. It used to freak me out. <laughs> um, because you always feel like someone's going to be staring at you. Right. But that's never actually the thing. And it was just something that was so liberating to me to take myself out on dates, even if it was to the park, right? I would grab a, a picnic blanket, I'd throw it on the ground, I'd bring a book or my journal. And again, I would kind of pack in some little treats for myself to have while I sat in the middle of a park and just took some time for myself. And every time I finished one of these exercises, it left me feeling so good. And it allowed me to connect because I was journaling um, it allowed me to connect more deeply with what it is that I wanted for myself. And I just, I was again, filling my own cup. So I would walk away feeling so loved, so, uh, wonderful, filled with excitement and a little bit more passion for the day or the week ahead or what have you. And it was just something that always left me feeling like a better version of myself. So I know that all of us lead busy, crazy lives, especially if you, especially, sorry, if you're a parent and you're looking after your little ones as well, obviously things are twice as crazy, but even if you can carve out, you know, 10 minutes for yourself, right. Um, to have like a, an, again, a nice like beverage, like a or hot cup of tea or coffee, like something like that, honest to God, it's so worth it. And we leaving you so much more empowered as a result. Now, the second one that I feel like is an ongoing work in progress for both myself, and I feel like a lot of you are going to relate to this as well, is to set up boundaries, set up boundaries. This one challenges me on a regular basis, but when I implement my boundaries, I feel so good. And I feel like for women, this is really a challenging thing because a lot of us can be people pleasers and, you know, we want everyone to feel loved and we want to pour into our relationships and our work and, you know, our kids and our partners and our friends and all the other commitments that we have in life. And sometimes all of those commitments can be draining, right? Because our, our schedule almost runs amok of us and just takes over completely, or at least that's how I've felt on 
like many days. I felt like my, my schedule, quite frankly, is mocking me. <laughs> and I would always end up feeling grumpy. I would be irritated. And when I got honest with myself, I'm thinking, my God, like, I don't have anyone to blame. This is me. Like I am the yes man. I'm the one saying yes all the time. My boundaries are non-existent. No wonder I'm tired. No wonder I'm feeling drained. No wonder I'm not feeling like the most empowered and inspired version of myself. So I really had to take a hard look at my life and my schedule and really think about what the heck I was doing. And I've got to be honest with you, it was really challenging to start saying no to things like saying no to getting together with friends, saying no to going to like an event, saying no to myself for when I was like going to break a boundary for working outside of my quote unquote hours or picking up the computer on the weekend or, or whatever. And I feel like that's especially probably relevant to a lot of us right now because we're working more than ever at home but I really had to set up these boundaries and I tried to just instill them one at a time because again, I feel like if you try and do it all at once, it can just be overwhelming. And if you break something like a promise to yourself, it feels like you've failed. So I just started small. Like if someone, you know, wanted me to go for coffee or wanted to get together and my schedule was jam packed, as much as I wanted to see that person, I also didn't want to add to the stress I knew I would feel and the boundary I would break from working over like overtime or working way late or later hours or whatever. And I had to try and say no. And, you know, it was really scary to do at first and challenging because again, you don't want to hurt the people that you love and you don't want them to feel like you obviously don't want to spend time with them. But I also knew that this was the best way for me to give back to myself. And I also knew that by me having more boundaries in my life and saying no in that moment, it would also allow me to be more present with them in future. So I had to keep in mind that although I was saying no now, I would actually be giving more later. And it's allowed me to be more present with my friendships and with all my relationships in my life by just setting up simple boundaries and saying no to things, knowing that, you know, I, I, I might be time poor or that it would stress me out or whatever. And I would just simply say to them, you know, I would really, really love to see, you or I would really love to do this thing, but it's just not in the cards for me right now. And, you know, I would, I don't know what I was expecting, but I always kind of thought people might be upset. I think that was sort of what I had in the back of my mind. But, you know, the right people in your life get it and they're not going to make you feel badly for it. And will obviously want you to do what's best for yourself as well. And it's actually been really, really well received, but it's only been well received because I had to set up the boundary for myself first. You know what I'm saying? So this was something that I found to be so empowering and gave back so much to my life because it allowed me to have both my work time and my personal time and not have me feel so drained or spread thin overall. And again, I know this is challenging. It was, it's still challenging for me some days, but it's been one of the things that make me feel so empowered as a result. So I highly recommend if you're struggling and feeling spread thin to have a hard look at what you're saying yes to, how you would want your ideal schedule to kind of look and what adjustments and boundaries you might need to set up in order to make that happen. Now, another tip to help you feel like a more empowered woman is to style yourself as your future woman. I mean, come on. Did you really think we were going to go through a whole podcast without me mentioning style? I think not. <laughs> So when you style yourself as your future woman, this is actually something I find to be really cool because style to me 
creates such an impact when we look in the mirror and actually see a future representation of what we desire for ourselves and actually can activate something that's called your reticular activating system or the short form is RAS. So this is a network of neurons where your brain will filter out information and help you see evidence of what you believe and then shift your behavior in accordance with that action, which is really, really powerful. So the reason I say that you should style yourself as your future woman is because with the RAS system in mind, what's really cool is that your brain will start looking at you as evidence that your future woman, your goals, your desires, your aspiration are literally coming to fruition through your style. So it's going to look at you in the morning when you're dressing as your future woman and thinking, oh my God, this is actually working. Like, look, everything we're desiring is coming into fruition. And then it's going to help you see even more evidence of that through your day and then help shift your action and behavior and thoughts in a more positive way so that you also are moving in a more power empowered, sorry, direction and in action during the day. This is why I think style is so incredibly powerful because it can really modify our behavior and thoughts that we have about ourselves and the direction that we think we're going in life and help us really feel like we're opening up to a new world of possibilities, which is what I absolutely love, love, love about it. Now, the other thing is to also make sure that you look for like-minded women that help you rise. Now, this one, I feel like I've talked to so many women about this over the years, even my girlfriends. And, you know, a lot of us have talked about how it can be challenging to find like your people, right? Like your people that make you feel good, your people that support you, your people that, you know, are also striving for wonderful things in life. And, you know, just like your, your women, right? (laughs) So I think that this is a huge piece of the puzzle because of course, as you are going through life, you want to support and be supported on your journey with other people that light you up. So obviously all of us are surrounded by different people in life and it can sometimes feel like you don't have the right people uh, around you at all times. And I know that this is something that I had felt for the longest time when I was younger. I felt like, you know, I loved my friends, but some of the people that I had surrounded myself with at that time just weren't my tribe, right? And so if that's you, if you're also in the same situation, know that you can look for your tribe elsewhere. So this is where I personally found a lot of women that I love and adore in masterminds. Um, You know, I I would lean on my family as well. Uh, And then of course, like as I grew and set my boundaries and, you know, felt more empowered myself. Some of my friend circle has also shifted over the years to women that are also much more like-minded like me. And we have similar goals and aspirations and we're just, yeah, we're, we're just a more empowered bunch and like to support and be around one another as well. And again, some of that takes time, but again, you can look for groups online, masterminds, business groups, all sorts of things that will help lift you up and make you feel more empowered if you don't have that in your immediate circle around you. And I know that's what I had done because I felt like I was sort of flying solo for years or had good people, but they weren't necessarily my people, if that makes sense, especially as I was going through like high school and whatnot. I very much felt like that in my early twenties and so on. 
But again, your people are out there. It will help you feel more empowered and feel like a better version of yourself when you have people that support you and want the best for you and vice versa as well. And that's something I love about my Rise Through Style Society also is that the women in there are all like-minded. They all want to shift to their highest and best self. They want to play in style. They want to feel good when they look in the mirror. It's such a good tribe. I'm just, I'm so happy with it. <laughs> so if you guys ever want to look into that, I'll leave the link for it down below. The registration for it's currently closed but you can always jump on the wait list uh, in future if you uh, desire. Now, the next tip for feeling like a more empowered woman is to take on a passion project. And this was something that was newer to me because I, admittingly, I was someone that kind of abandoned my hobbies. I don't know why. Somewhere in like my mid to late 20s and early 30s, I, I just, I did. I kind of abandoned my hobbies and it was all work, work, work for me for a while. And I would see my, like my friends and my family, of course, but I hadn't really taken on anything that was a, yeah, like a hobby or a passion project. And for me personally, cause again, I'm just sharing through my lens with this one. I, when I finally took on more projects that were fun for me and not related to work, cause don't get me wrong. I love my podcast and YouTube and all my clients like light me up, feel so good. I feel very blessed that I love my job, but I also didn't have anything that was separate for that and knew that I needed different outlets. So for me, I really started to dig deep and try and, you know, think back to things that I love and made me feel good. And one of my passion projects, <laughs> you guys are going to laugh such a nerd. I really love like, uh, journaling, like art journaling or Bible journaling, um, or anything with like stickers and markers and pe coloring pencils and like color, of course color lover over here just wants more color in her life. So anytime I got to play with stationary overall and like glue and glitter and like all these things, it just made me so happy. So it wasn't necessarily like a very specific passion project, but I knew that every time I would sit down to Bible journal or just like kind of doodle in a journal and like kind of like write out my journaling thoughts, if you will, it was so therapeutic and became such a passion project for me every time that I would open it. And it made me like just reconnect with myself. It was almost kind of like a self-care in its own way. So it was like a dating time for myself. And again, just allowed me to feel more empowered in the things that I really, really enjoy. And it's led me back to things that I thought about when I was a teenager. Like I used to horseback ride all the time and I loved that. So it's re-sparked that idea to get into horseback riding again. Um, and I thought about the fact that I've always wanted to ballroom dance. If any of you do that currently hit me up on Instagram at Christy Russell. Let me know how you love it. I've always wanted to do that. I used to love and still love the movie. Shall we dance with, um, Jennifer Lopez and Richard Gere. Oh my God. I love that movie. Uh, but I just find ballroom dancing so fun, so elegant. And, uh, oh my God, I just, I think it would be so cool to try as a passion project. And just the simple act of getting into one hobby has now lit a fire about so many others and things that I've been curious about and want to explore further. And I just think it would be so cool and has left me feeling so much more ignited and passionate about life. I mean, I've always been a bubbly optimistic person, but it's just lifted it up so much more and made me feel so much more empowered to connect with that part of myself and do something that's just for me. So again, if you have something maybe that you've been dying to try or something that you've wanted to experiment with, like maybe it's cooking or an art class, or maybe you wanted to start writing a book or whatever, 
give yourself permission to do that. Because again, when we learn something new, when we take on something that's important to us, it ends up making us feel so much more empowered and leaves us with more self-confidence and kind of gives us a little boost because again, you're, you're taking back some time for yourself and really giving into, you know, what lights you up, which I think is so very important. So I hope you guys enjoyed these five tips. Again, it was just things that were on my heart that I found helpful for me over the past little while and over the past few years. And I just thought it would be fun to share with all of you. So if you have anything that you've really loved, that's helped you feel more empowered and fantastic as a woman, again, feel welcome to screenshot this, share your thoughts with me on Instagram, which is at Christy Russell. I would love to know what you guys think, or you guys can hit me up in the DMs there as well. I would love to, I would love to chat. So I'm sending you all the love and and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would be honored if you would leave me a review on iTunes. And if you really loved it, please be sure to share it and tag me on social media, which is at Christy Russell, to let me know. I'm always so excited to hear your thoughts. Sending you guys all the love to the moon and back, and I'll see you in the next episode.